0: You're listening to Very Loose Women. Good evening, listeners, uh, you are listening to Very Loose Women on Resonance 104.4 FM. You just heard Club Integral, and I am Leo. And as with every week in the studio with me is Soila. Hello. Hello. And tonight we also have a special guest and fellow podcaster, Ali Adlington. Oh, I said that. I said your name before we started the show and I managed to screw it up. Thanks for coming on.
1: <laughs> no, thank you for having me.
0: Um, and also. I mean, I'm going to save this bit for actually a second. You'll see. So celebrations and frustrations. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to say mine. Oh, um, it's that Hugo is back from Japan. Welcome back, Hugo. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so you. Hugo's engineering. Did you have a nice time in Japan? Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. A really, really uh, cool place. Incredible. A good review of Japan there. Well done, guys. Um, <laughs> Soila, what, what's your celebration or perhaps this week? A frustration. It's definitely a frustration. Um, so I was on the
2: phone to someone and on the phone they asked me how to spell my name. And I was like, it's S-O-I-L-A. And I then noticed that you emphasised the I. I did emphasise. I'm just noticing that for the, the rest of it. I emphasised yeah. the I and then... I got an email which um spelled okay, so I've just said S O I L A. Yeah. This person had spelled my name S-O E Y E L A as in S O the literal
0: <laughs> I L A. So It wasn't like I wouldn't have recognised it immediately as your name. But I also feel like your frustration could also be a celebration because you received a postcard this week at the studio i did receive and this bo- is unprecedented for verily Women, and i'm incredibly jealous i feel like i've been here for much longer and i've never received any postcard from anyone so i just want to remind listeners that the address is 144 by high street and my name is leo and i also like postcards
2: uh, i got do no you- comment all
0: oh, right yeah i thought you might do um ali celebration or frustration
1: I'm going to do a celebration. I'm changing it from what I planned. Okay. I'm going to take this opportunity to celebrate my housemates, Steve and Jamie, and also Olivia, who are just so lovely and supportive. And they sent me a photo of themselves listening to this, so I know that they're listening to this. They're listening right Aww. now. Hello.
0: Uh, yeah. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for tuning in. That's so great. Unless they turned
1: it off, they <laughs> might they might have just been for show. I don't in know.
0: In which case, I don't really quiz like them when you, when you that get much. back. But I do if you're listening. Oh, that really work would work against me. I like you either way because you're listening. There you go. That, that's what I should do. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. That, some excellent celebrations and frustrations. Um, some epic and some less epic. And by that, I mean the postcard. <laughs> um, no, to, today we're actually going to be talking about toilets. Um, and more specifically, actually, Ali, who is in the studio with us today, produced a piece of work called The Toilets at Home Are All Gender Neutral, which we're going to play um, later on in the show. Uh, in a in a moment i just want to quickly go into how i came across this piece uh on the internet um i was actually at an event in brixton um a while back a friend of my girlfriend's who is also my friend um (laughs) uh My girlfriend and the friend actually—they're all my. Everyone's my friend. Um, she was displaying some drawings uh, at this exhibition, and CJ was there, who makes a podcast with Ali called "The Boy Who Hasn't Lived," which is—I think we're actually going to discuss it in another episode. Um, so I won't go into that too much. Anyway, I followed CJ and Ali on Twitter, and then Ali posted work he'd done, and so I listened to it and thought, um, "Well, I want listeners to to listen to it and then think, and then we'll discuss it." Um. So, uh, I, I don't know, it really struck a chord with me, I think also partly because I listened to a lot of US radio and it was something that I think we don't get to hear that much in the UK, this, mm. uh, this type of editing. So I'm really, really, really happy that we can play this. Um, have you got any parting words before we put it on?
1: Uh, no, only just to say thank you very much. It's Aww. really nice that you liked it. And nice we did, and we loved it. it. We're, we're both
0: huge fans. Um, this is uh, the, I uh, lost it on my page. Uh, the toilets at home are all gender neutral and it's just coming on now in a moment.
1: What's the best way to avoid taking a piss? Just hold it in. Just don't drink anything. Dehydrate yourself. Just hold it in. I call it survival mode, but it doesn't always work. Stay home. Just don't go out. Just don't go out. The toilets at home were all gender neutral. Motorway service stations, the cinema, shopping centres, big city museums, straight nightclubs, airports, airports, the worst places to have to use public toilets when you're trans, or not even trans, just if you're a person whose gender confuses people. Those places feel feel very very unpredictable. 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 I would say... I would say... I would say... Gender confuses people. I use the women's toilets just because it feels safer. Motorway service stations. The cinema. Shopping centres. Big city museums. Straight nightclubs. Airports. Airports are terrible... I feel like I've created a problem, like I'm a problem in that space. It's basically all the places where everybody sometimes ends up. Those places feel very unpredictable. Motorway service stations, cinema, shopping centres, big city museums, street nightclubs, airports. The theatre, pubs, motorway service stations, cinema, restaurants, big city museums, coffee shops, nightclubs, train stations, airports, airports, airports. Obviously, sometimes it's unavoidable. You have to go for a piss. <laughs> so you learn things to make it safer okay public toilet protocol the goal is to get in and get out don't waste any time try to be invisible act like you're meant to be there try to send out vibes 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 everything is normal and fine vibes Take off baseball cap before going in. If 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 possible, bring a friend who's a woman with you. Other people will follow her lead. Try to be talking to her as you walk through the door. That way, people will hear your voice before they see they see you. Don't 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 turn away. When people stare, don't turn away. Let them get their staring done, 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 don't turn away so they can reach a decision quickly about whether they're going to challenge you. If you can let them stare at you and act like you're not aware of anything weird, 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 weird. they're way more likely to decide you're allowed to stay. If someone isn't satisfied that they've understood your gender before you lock the door, sometimes they'll stand outside the cubicle and wait for you. You just have to power through, power through, power, power through. You just have to power through, power through, power, power through. You just have to power through, power through, power, power through. Now carry on with whatever you were doing before you needed a piss. And try to piece back together the bit of yourself you just hammered away. When you go into public toilets. It is stressful worrying how other people are going to react to you being in there, but the worst thing is actually what it makes you do to yourself. When the majority of people look at you and don't see your gender how it feels to you inside, you have to work really hard to hold on to your sense of self. It's like you know who you are, but all day you get treated like you're someone else. That takes mental effort to fight off. And for me, that's the more stressful thing about public toilets. It's like, I'm just trying to live my life, and suddenly I have to piss, and I need people to misgender me so I don't get any hassle. I go into the toilet, hoping people will think my gender is something different to how I want them to see it the whole rest of the time. And when it all goes fine, it's like, great, I didn't get harassed. But also, I've just been reminded that people don't see me the way I feel inside. And that chips away at you. Going for a piss should be the simplest thing in the world. But instead, it becomes this massive headfuck, and I'm actually lucky. I'm lucky that a headfuck and a bit of hassle is the worst I get. It's just going to the toilet. Everyone has to go to the toilet. Okay, this is a story that i never told anyone before. Okay, so I was on my way to work on the train. It was, really, it was really busy. I think it was the summer. I remember it was sunny and it was hot and I only had on a T-shirt. And it was a really packed train. Like, everyone was quite, like, not completely squashed in together, but quite packed, crowded train. And I just remember... Like, this really strong feeling coming over me that I feel like my the sacredness of my self and my gender is, like, shining out of me. Like, I feel like everyone on this train can just see it, like, I'm glowing. And I just felt... I felt so much like myself, like how I really feel about myself inside. And I felt, I guess the unusual thing was I I felt like it was obvious to everyone. I felt like everyone on this train can see it. Then I had this feeling like I could see in my mind, like all of London, like I I could look down from above down onto the whole city and it was like every trans person walking around the city, I felt like there's like a glow, like a light shining out of them. And I felt like I could see them walking around the city like little glowing balls of light. knowing that everybody must be able to sense just the sacredness coming off these people. And it was just a really strong feeling and it came out of nowhere. Like, I don't know what my brain was doing having that experience just randomly on like a commuter train at eight in the morning. it felt so strong and true and it felt like the thing that I should be feeling all of the time but that is normally buried under all the bullshit of having to hold on to your sense of self in a world that kind of like tells you all the time that what you know about who you are isn't true so anyway that was like a little moment of truth i felt like a moment of total like clarity
0: Thanks so much for letting us play that. Um I enjoyed it. I was just listening to the end there. There was some panning between the ears, which I hadn't noticed before. So I I enjoyed that. I think that's like the third or fourth time I've heard it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um I'm really happy that um, our listeners could hear that as well um, and uh, that we could put it out in resonance. Um I guess the, I think for a lot of the theme, it speaks for itself and that's, not I think I mean unless you want to talk about that that's that's not why I really wanted you to come on um but it is like it's about trans people using toilets about uh toilets being gendered obviously that's in the title um but what has the reaction has have a lot of people heard it what's the reaction been like to the piece
1: um to be honest I think like I don't think like that many people have heard it so I haven't had like I haven't had the negative reaction to it from anybody, but I feel like most of the people that have heard it are people that I know.
0: They're not gonna yeah, who, you're not gonna have someone who's critical listening and then saying, I heard your piece and I hate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And um also like I just I'm not friends with any transphobic <laughs> people that would have uh, taken issue with it um mm-hmm. so yeah i feel um y- you guys are like the main strangers i know <laughs> that burden. you liked it
0: so i like being called the main stranger <laughs> i feel like i should be called that more often <laughs> yeah no it, it's something i think uh, uh as a cis person which means non-trans i think if that's the correct definition mm-hmm. um it's very hard for cis people to understand the trans experience and this was i think the first piece that i'd heard that really translated that for me in a sort of experiential way mm. and um and that's why I felt it was it was just it was just so strong in in that sense um so yeah, on that note, I wanted to get into as also a radio producer, not quite on the same level, but I wanted to um ask you how you went about making the piece, what were the steps uh-huh. that led you to start making it
1: yeah um i <laughs> I, can't, I I remember that I, like, had the idea for it because something somebody said, like, sort of triggered it and I just can't remember, like, what that thing was. So I don't remember, like, I had the idea to do something like this but I didn't really know what it was going to be. Actually, the thing that I listened to that um, I feel like this thing wouldn't exist if I hadn't le- listened to that um, was an episode of this podcast which we talked about before, this podcast called The Heart, mm. which I absolutely love and is, like my favorite podcast um they put out an episode a while ago with this piece called Signature Research I don't know if you heard it It was like a about an eight minute long piece that um this guy had made and it was really like actually it won like a prize at like a big audio festival I think that year and stuff um and it was just like it was so different to anything I'd heard it was really like it was uh, it was kind of like stream of consciousness sort of and it was like really noisy and it had loads of different sounds in it and it just was really unconventional and I kind of thought I wanted to do something. I mean, this piece is actually like quite different to that piece in the end, but I, that was definitely like the thing that I had in mind when I was doing it. Um, and yeah, I basically I just I thought about like the different things that I would want to try to communicate in the piece and I just wrote a bunch of notes about like the kind of main experiences or things that I feel that I wanted to try to get across and then just wrote out, like, sort of scripted parts of it and I just, yeah, like, recorded it and I did um, quite a lot of the music and stuff as well, which I hadn't done before, so that was really fun. Um, yeah, I just I was trying to make something that was like a kind of cross between
0: radio and music, that kind of, like, blurred, blurred those lines a bit. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you were saying I want to get onto the music in a moment because it's it's really astonishing how it all melds together um, but you were saying also when you were recording you'd script it you were recording the pieces in your house you made all your housemates <laughs> there st- was, like you <laughs> locked them in another room or there, something there were some times
1: yeah because I did a lot of it like uh, when they were out in the day but there were some times because I was just recording all of it in my bedroom um, there were some times when they were home and I was like I know I can't do like normal voice if I think they might be able to hear me because I feel like they're listening so I made them I made them go and hide in the kitchen while I did things there was one time actually where I forgot to tell Olivia um, that I'd finished and she was in the garden for like half
0: an hour <laughs> sorry I, Olivia um, I used to do if when I would record bits of "Really Swimming at Home um and then bring the segments in. Emma and Catherine who used to make the show with me. They would always say that I was trying to put on a sexy voice, but that <laughs> it, it was actually just my like talking quietly in my house in case people were home <laughs> voice. And it was I to this day I would like to tell them that I was not doing it on purpose. So <laughs> that's all just to correct the record. Um so yeah, in terms of the the structure also of the piece, um, there's a progression. There seems to be like a few chapters. Can you talk us through like how you put those together?
1: Yeah. Um that was kind of a hard thing because I knew I, there was like different things I wanted to cover and I wasn't sure like exactly how I was going to um, connect them and I did kind of make them like as totally separate pieces um, and there was a whole bit for like two or three weeks where I just was totally blocked like there was a whole section that I just didn't know how to like I knew what I wanted to say in it but I didn't know like what to do sound wise Um But yeah, I I, kind of just made, like, all those different sections, we made them as separate sections and then just sort of, like, worked out how to tie them together and we hoped that it worked.
2: Yeah. In terms of some of the sound effects, there's very early on in the piece this kind of, it's basically a piercing sound. (laughs) (laughs) So is that... Is that actually you having a piss? That is that is the
1: uh, authentic sound of me taking a piss, yeah. And not just that, but <laughs> taking a piss in the dark so that the fan <laughs> wouldn't come
0: on. <laughs> so you get the better audio. That's yeah, really yeah. that's
1: another thing I have to thank the heart for. If the heart weren't out there recording themselves doing much more um, personal things than pissing, I don't think I would have been able to stick a mic down
2: there and do that. <laughs> and you also you also mentioned the music, um and that you compose some of the music. Um we did notice that you were in a band. Yeah. Is that did your kind of band music was that your band music, or was it just you composing?
1: That song at the end is that's one of my band songs, yeah. So I just straight up used that.
2: Mm. Um, <laughs> um, it's yours to use. Yeah, basically
1: <laughs> what they're gonna do, um, <laughs> sue me. Um, so yeah, and then uh, there's other music in there that I made, which I just did on like garage band. I don't know. I probably did it in a really stupid way because I don't really know how to do it. But I was playing. Or like my recorded voice out of my editing software and mm. then kind of building stuff in GarageBand around it. But because I play the drums, I think that helped a lot because I can make like a drum track. Someone else who plays she's, the she's drums. Looking at me. Um,
0: <laughs> so I feel like I should say at this point, I, learnt, I started learning to play the drums four months ago. So <laughs> That's I all a need. Different, different <laughs> level of a skill set. Um, yeah, all of the music was really sort of woven together. So you were building it, you were building it around your... Yeah. Spoken pieces. I was
1: trying to make the voice kind of like a rhythmic thing with the music. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm glad you think it worked. Mm. That makes me feel nice.
2: There are these two quotes that I pulled out from the piece that I thought were gave me... When I was first listening to it, kind of I kind of felt things. Um, and the first one was, um, I need people to misgender me so I don't get any hassle. And the second one was you were talking about... Um, um, trans people, and you said the sacredness of myself and my gender is shining out of me. Um, and those two feelings seem um, kind of opposite, and yet in the piece it's really clear how they sit side by side. Um, what was the process for you of articulating that? Um. Yeah, that the first
1: one about like needing people to misgender me is mm. something, I just think it's something that I've thought about a lot, I think it's like a big dilemma, that the reason i wanted to talk about it is because it's like the thing about toilets because i feel like toilets are kind of like a hot topic as well like especially at the moment with everything that's been happening Mm -hmm. in america and also things that are happening here like the thing about toilets is that they're not a big thing like they shouldn't be a big thing Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be a thing you even have to think about it's like this like a basic requirement like eating or drinking or whatever um and but actually like it becomes a really big thing in your life because it's unavoidable and uh yeah it's this weird frustration where it should be the simplest thing ever um but it does become a myth, a massive thing because if you're trying to like hold on to your sense of self all day mm. every time you have to go and take a piss in a toilet that where you have that thing of like you you need people to misgender you so that you can just get on with it mm. That is like chipping away at your sense of self all the time, and so it ends up having like a really big impact on your ability to just hold on to hold on to that mm. feeling because and I think that thing about the the story at the end on the train is like that's how you should be able to feel all of the time. you should mm. be able to just like revel in that positive feeling, and the only <clears throat> the only reason you can't is because of these like stupid things that just shouldn't be things at all. Um,
0: there's, is, yeah, there's the, from what you just said there, there's the very sort of pragmatic, like pushing of your bladder. And then mm. there's also like internal struggles, which aren't, I don't know, <laughs> is the answer. Mm. Um, but from what I can gather from that piece, aren't as like, um, uh, I, d- I guess in one sense universal mm. and it just seems like there are two like very, in in that sense, very opposing, mm. um, opposing things um yeah i like i said like right right up up at the top um the the there is like this this experiential thing this thing where it's very hard to communicate a specific moment when i had a friend like a a few months ago who was telling me about her like panic attacks and anxiety and it's something that i know about and i know the word and i know Mm. and i've i've actually had a panic attack before but i i had nothing on the scale of her anxiety and i've never experienced that and when she was telling me i hadn't sort of taken the time to catch up with this friend for a long time um and it's like filling in lots of sort of cracks like Mm. you have an idea of the shape of the lake but you don't know Like, you don't know that sort of... I don't know if this metaphor is too drawn out. But but basically, it was just like, I realised that I'd missed a lot of things. And I think telling an experience in such sort of granular detail, um, it tells you about those gaps and they're actually part of the most important parts of being Mm -hmm. a human being. And I I felt like, yeah, the sort of step-by-step thing um, really brought that across. Um, I am going somewhere with this, um, which is that in terms of sort of transphobic people, people who do have strong opinions about which toilet you use um, for some, you know, inexplicable reason, is that, are they people that you had in mind when you were making the piece or were you just, not just, were you trying to express what you were feeling on the moment?
1: Um, Yeah, I think I was just trying to express a feeling, really. I, I wasn't imagining it like as an educational thing, but it's interesting because there's things like some of the things that you've mentioned that, I I didn't know until I played part of it to someone the extent to which they didn't know that that was what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And just because it was like, it's so normal for me. So it wasn't even like I necessarily knew that some of those things were going to be surprising. Um, so that it was really interesting to find that, like made people realise some stuff they haven't thought about or whatever. Yeah, yeah the but, stuff that yeah. even,
0: you know, sympathetic people, yeah. people who believe in trans rights, it, 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 like there are reasons why it doesn't occur to them.
1: Yeah, totally. I think of it kind of more like, I, I used to make, sometimes I made like little comics and stuff, and I feel like when you make a comic, you're just like, smushing out a feeling like you some experience or feeling it's just like a way of being like this is a thing and i kind of feel similar about making little short audio pieces it's just like a way of being like isn't it i really have that much purpose apart from to just be like it's a thing Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) so here's
1: something about it and then
2: yeah so it was just kind of a creative thing really um so just very quickly to finish off the the tone of the piece is incredibly relaxed and incredibly open um was that a conscious approach that you had
1: I don't think so. I think mm. that's just how it came out. I didn't feel, I feel like I didn't have much of a blueprint for what I was doing, so I was just making parts of it, and it came out in that way so but that's a nice thing i'm glad it feels that way yeah it <laughs> definitely does it definitely does we
0: um have to end the show now um in, unfortunately yeah in in a few weeks at some point we're going to have cj on who makes podcasts with ali um about harry potter to so have you, him back yeah we we will be hearing um from ali and cj um through at uh, some point in the season um uh but yeah as i said that's what we have time for i'm really really happy that we could play that out we're going to be um hopefully podcasting that as well so you can um re-listen to it tell your friends to listen to it as well and also i should say that um ali's piece the toilets at home are all gender neutral you can just type it into soundcloud and find under ali's account ali adlington on soundcloud mm-hmm. um the the piece to listen to without us chatting on either (laughs) side of it, uh, which might just be what you're looking for. Um, Is is there any website or anything where you want to direct our listeners um, in terms Um, of your work?
1: Just, I'm on Twitter, ollieadlingtonadl (laughs) and if you want to find me there. That's probably the best place.
0: Um, And to play us out, uh, we're going to hear... Barbie Tings by Nicki Minaj um, and also I should say we're on Twitter at VLW Radio, Facebook Very Loose Women. You can find older episodes on iTunes and Acast on the Acast app or on the website um, that's forward slash at Very uh, Sorry, Very Loose Women obviously. So here is the song that we're going to play out to. you. Thanks for listening. Good night. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a bad bitch, fuck the bitch, bitch gets slick, I'ma cut the bitch, I'm a bad bitch sucks and sick, if that bitch gets slick, I'll cut the bitch. Uh, I'm in my prime, optimist Sagittarius, so you know I'm an optimist Man, keep it all real, I'm a prophetess So at least you took an L off your bucket list
2: It's time to make hits and it's time to diss How you still dissing